0: So today we are reviewing the Disney Plus series Obi-Wan Kenobi and um, yeah this is one that we've been anticipating for a long time. If you couldn't tell already we are big Star Wars fans. I have been a fan since I was probably three or four as early as I can remember and that's all thanks to my father before me who uh, watched uh, the many uh, films and experienced it uh, and just really generally loved it all the way uh, up until I can remember as a kid so this one meant a lot to us not only because it's more Star Wars content but also because it involves one of our favorite characters from uh, the prequel series and that is Obi-Wan Kenobi played by Ewan McGregor and we've said it before Ewan McGregor is born to play this role but I am very, very curious to know how you thought this turned out because we reviewed the first two episodes and now that we have the rest of the series, um, I think there's a lot more to discuss now that we've seen the full season one because season two has been announced.
1: So um, yeah, let me know your thoughts. All right. Well, first I'm going to offer the synopsis. The Jedi Master contends with the consequences of his greatest defeat, the downfall and corruption of his one-time friend and apprentice, Anakin Skywalker, who turned into the dark side, who turned to the dark side as evil Sith Lord Darth Vader. So, um, I don't know how much I want to give away up front. I I will just say that uh, I found that of the six episodes, I found some of them stronger than others. I do think Ewan McGregor is a fantastic, is the Obi-Wan Kenobi. And that a says answer. a lot for, for someone who obviously recalls episode four, which at the time was the first episode, uh, which is still the first episode, I guess you could say. Uh, and Alec Guinness being Darth Vader, Um, excuse me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. So but let's, let's be honest here. Yeah. Alec Guinness set the precedent, but he
0: was only really in one film. I think his voiceover might've been used maybe in one or two of the other films, but Ewan McGregor has played the definitive
1: Obi-Wan in yeah. four pieces of Star Wars media. So yeah. yeah, so he really is Obi-Wan. But let me ask you this, Noah. Um, I know how excited you were about this property in particular because one, you're such an Obi-Wan fan. Two, you're oh, yeah. two, a McGregor fan. Three, you're such a Star Wars fan. And, and really in any order, those three things are, are significant. And you've already talked about how much of a Star Wars fan we both are. But I'm curious to know... Um, well, I mean, I guess you already asked me, but overall, your expectations of this were really, really high and you were very excited. And let's be honest, your schedule, uh, complicated your ability to jump in to this as quickly as I think you had hoped or expected you would. So tell me about that, why that was the case. And, um, let's go from there. So
0: I'll begin with just saying that I believe that this series had a different direction when they initially conceived it. I think it was supposed to take a bit of a darker tone from reading the interviews and the pre-production development of it. Um, And I I think it was supposed to explore much more of the Obi-Wan arc himself rather than involving a lot of other characters around it. And I think at some point in the creative process, um some higher ups at Disney or Lucasfilm decided to give it a little bit more of a different spin. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, um I so generally speaking, you make time for something if you want to prioritize it enough, right? True. I would say I I knew that the show had the potential to be having some of the problems that we've experienced in some of other Star Wars Disney Media but I was going to give it the benefit of the doubt because I love Ewan McGregor so much. And I found it pretty difficult to really, really just tear up um, this little gap that they had in the story. Um, I, I, I knew that Hayden Christensen was coming back and he would experience another confrontation with Vader. And I felt like even if it didn't go the way I really wanted it to, I would still find a lot to appreciate. And we'll go get into that later. I think that's I think that's true in some instances, but you know, after the first two episodes, I think I watched episode three, the day it came out. (laughs) I think the show just lost me a bit. Um, I, there were some parts where I was, I was enjoying myself, but overall, I don't think this is exceptional or very, very good TV. Um, Mm -hmm this was something that I feel like I didn't need to catch as soon as it came out. Um, I mean, I I didn't really worry about spoilers or anything like that. I didn't have anything spoiled for myself, but I could guess what was going to happen by at the end of this halfway through the season. And um, I, I, I have to say, I I wasn't a huge I wasn't a huge fan of this series. I think it's slightly better than the book of Boba Fett, but um it has far more strong strong moments, but ultimately this was an incredibly frustrating um mini series to me and we'll get into that after we learn what you thought about it. But there were some moments where, you know, it's like I wanted to stand up and cheer. It was fantastic stuff. I really really appreciated some of the direction that went into this. And there were many other moments where I thought the writing direction, a lot of stuff was just very baffling to me and very poorly done. So um,
1: let's get into what you thought. Okay. Um, well, I, I let me just say this. I, I had no idea what to expect. I mean, you obviously know that there's a decade or so between I, this and the the events of A New Hope, uh, well, I see you obviously know that. I think that's derived from the content of this particular story. This is 10 I years after, yeah? Yeah, I did not expect it to be basically the Princess Leia backstory. Um, and I have to say that that's okay I really thought it was going to be the Luke Skywalker backstory, but it was really the Princess Leia backstory, which I enjoyed. So maybe this season two that they've announced, which we will get to in just a minute, will be more of a Luke backstory. I don't know. But I would say that um, in my mind, this series was far less than I had hoped it would be. Yes. I... um, I thought some of the episodes were better than the others. There were some things that people loved that I did not. And I think we already talked about this when we gave our opinions on the first two episodes. But I, don't, I think it was the end of the second episode, maybe the third episode, where he has the encounter with Vader and and Obi-Wan catches on fire. Mm-hmm. And I thought... wait Spoiler, a Spoiler, by the way. Yeah, sorry. Okay, we've already done that. And it was the reverse on Mustafar. Mm-hmm. So that's... Not exciting to me, that's lazy to me. Um, and so let me just finish by saying, I I thought that the episode where Obi Wan has Leia, and I will say it, I thought Leia was fantastic. Not everyone thinks that, some people think she's amazing, others think she's annoying as anything. Let's keep your high level thoughts here before we go into spoilers, if that's all right. Yeah, um, but I would say, episode the third episode was the strongest. I thought. Um, episodes one and two were good, three was great, four was also strong, but I think it, it ran out of steam, frankly, one or two episodes too early. Which is surprising because it's such a short series,
0: and I expect it to be a lot more tight and cohesive, but oftentimes I felt like it was meandering a bit. Um, there was a lot of stuff that could have been cut and um the episodes were too long there was just way way too much they were one of them one of them was barely over 30 minutes really um and then i know what you're saying though um a friend of mine discussed this with me and said that he was watching a reviewer who suggested that perhaps this would have been better if they had made it into a two and a half three hour movie focusing solely on obi-wan and Darth Vader and perhaps a little side here and there. But I, I have to say, I tend to agree with that. Um, this didn't impress me. Um, and I, I really, I really don't like saying that, but, uh, I, I wouldn't, I would recommend this to like a star Wars fan. I wouldn't recommend this to somebody who is trying to get into star Wars necessarily, or, um, it just it depends on what your talk. Sorry, it just depends on what your tolerance is for. Yeah. Um, I, I guess here's, the new
1: the new Disney stuff. Here's the overall thing for me. Um, I, I think we're getting way too much Star Wars now. We are. I love Star Wars. I love most of the movies. I know you don't love most of them. You love half of them, perhaps. But I just feel like the Mandalorian people love and. Honestly, I don't think The Mandalorian is as great as people think it is. What I loved about The Mandalorian and what I think most people love about The Mandalorian is it built to, Mm -hmm. frankly, a crescendo in that final episode of season two, where we then finally got the Luke Skywalker that we all wanted that we certainly didn't get in The Last Jedi. So that was very satisfying. The Mandalorian also
0: does a really good job of not taking the exact same characters and retelling or retreading old territory. It takes a familiar character from a known sort of uh, group of people in Star Wars, but tries to do something new, even if it is inspired by the other movies. And I think that's where it kind of won people over a little bit more. Uh, It might not be incredibly original, but it's probably the most original thing, I suppose, besides Rogue One that Disney has really done with the property. But to your point,
1: I think we're in a case of diminishing returns. Um, I I think you're right, and I hate to say it. So let me just say this. The Book of Boba Fett, and I know we're not here to talk about it, but I do want to compare and and, and include the fact that when I say we're getting too much Star Wars now, we're just getting too much Star Wars now. We're getting too much of everything now. But the Book of Boba Fett, I didn't dislike as much as everyone else seemed to dislike it. I thought it was entertaining enough. I don't need another season of that. Um, And I certainly don't want another season of Obi-Wan Kenobi. We're going to get it. And again, as I said, maybe we'll get the Luke backstory. But I thought this was a sufficient enough story for me to say, okay, now I know sort of, you know, the gap between... The time we first got to know obi-wan kenobi and the events of episode three right yeah um yeah. So, anyway i just think we're getting too much and there are more series coming and it, it just gets a little overwhelming and, and once again i don't think the mandalorian i like the mandalorian don't get me wrong mm-hmm. i like it a lot but it's not that great but i, kinda- I think it's the closest thing to great we've gotten so far
0: I can agree with that 100%. Um, My opinion on Boba Fett has uh, become quite disfavorable over time. Um, But one last thing on that. You remember when, I guess when you were a kid, and even when I was a kid as well, when there are these big properties and they're very beloved, of course. And you think of crossovers, like what if they met this person? Or what if we had episode seven, eight, nine, or what if we had more of this, if, We had a TV show out of this and that's just sounded too good to be true. Well, I feel like now in today's day of remakes, adaptation, franchises and sequels, that has sort of become a situation of be careful what you wish for because 15 years ago, the only thing I would have wanted was something like this. Now, I feel like we've been so inundated with, just retreads and continuations of lowering or mediocre quality things that we love. It can sometimes make that franchise or subject matter less special, I think. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'll never stop being a star Wars fan, but I have to say there's nine, I believe new series that were announced with this. I'm not, I'm not even going to check out half of them. Um, This might be a point where, I kind of check in every once in a while for a significant thing, but I'm not going to be consuming every piece of Star Wars media that I see because I can pretty much guarantee that I just will be wasting my
1: time spending, you know, spending my time watching it. I think what you're saying fundamentally, and then we'll move into spoilers is too much of a good thing is too much. Absolutely. Absolutely. Would you recommend this? I would, I would, I enjoyed it for what it was but you know first of all i also don't think that any anything can live up to the expectation that we had for it right nothing, i mean nothing and and honestly they made this big deal or at least on social media that hayden christensen was back and you know and 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 suddenly all was forgiven about how bad he was in episodes 1 and 2 but he's barely in this there's like like literally 3 minutes of lightsaber battles between him and obi-wan before he becomes Darth Vader which is all sort of you know backstory which we know already yeah I think that's just the thing about Hayden Christensen
0: people not liking him in the beginning that's just what happens with time it's like presidents too and I'm glad
1: I'm glad for Hayden Christensen because I do think he is an important part of Star Wars lore Um, so I'm, I'm happy that you know they've He's reached a new point in people's um, opinion in terms of what he brings to the Star Wars franchise. Nostalgia, plain
0: and simple. And uh, it happens in cycles, right? You know, the new thing comes out, people don't like it. Ten years later, a newer thing comes out, people don't like that. And then people pine for
1: the days of yesteryear, right? Everybody hated the prequels until, (laughs) you know, until more recently. You know, there's a lot of fan service in this show, which, interestingly enough, you know, you've heard me say many times on this pod, I love fan service because, yeah, but the fan service was just a little too much for me here,
0: yeah. I mean, um, I'm kind of on the opposite end of things in that way, uh, for this series because I kind of appreciate it a little bit more than uh, how they placed it and the other movies and whatnot, but. Uh we'll go into that. So spoiler territory here. Uh, we're going to be discussing all major plot points and uh happenings in the show. If you don't want anything truly spoiled for you,
1: then uh maybe go watch the series. Do go watch it. I I would recommend watching this. I mean, you uh, and McGregor as Obi-Wan doesn't get much better. But yeah. But temper your expectations.
0: Yeah, certainly. All right. Um so I want to discuss the character of Reba um, played by Moses Ingram. Uh, of course, it was very unfortunate that apparently she got a lot of hate over social media, like Kelly Marie Tran in Episode Eight. That is, that is not warranted at all, and I at all. think that's a really bad look for Star Wars fans. Um,
1: uh, that's it, you just, saw Ewan McGregor come right out on on Instagram and just say, "Uh, uh-uh. uh, yeah, You're not a fan of Star Wars." If if you were denouncing her, absolutely. And I think it's I think it's terrible to put the
0: actor in with the you know put the person in with the role they're playing that's just that's ridiculous um so it's It's their job I'd like to get that out of the way first um but I thought Reva had the potential to be quite interesting but the third sister yes oh my goodness I just I just didn't understand if it was the lines they gave her or if she was overacting at certain points or I just wasn't particularly interested in her character. And I will say, I guessed her plot points, uh, her major arc from episode three, and I was right uh, about it. I mean, come on, it's just the laziest writing. And I know Star Wars has a somewhat of a formula and whatnot, but it's just the way she got there Is she had to kill so many Jedi and do terrible things to get to her rank. And then she was like, and then she's about to kill Luke. And then Obi Wan's like, no. Like, she's like, oh my gosh, I've done all these things. He's like, no, you've honored those younglings, you know? No, she didn't. It's just like, it's just like Darth Vader. Yeah, he has a redemption arc, but he killed an entire planet of people. I mean, if he lived, he would still you know, be in prison or, you know, executed for his crime. So it's nice to know that they have a change of heart, but I think there's no real consequence for that. You know what I'm saying? I feel like Reva just, she could have been used more sparingly, but I felt like the show was not about Obi-Wan. It should have been called Obi-Wan and Company or Obi-Wan and Friends because the most Obi-Wan we got was in the first two episodes. And it, it was just a shame to see Leia and... Reva so overused in comparison to him because I can take extra side characters. I enjoyed Leia for um, one or two episodes but oh, great. she should have I don't think she should have
1: been throughout the entire series. I don't it, think it she should have been. been called Leia Organa not Obi-Wan Kenobi.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I mean that's that's part of my rants. I want to hear
1: your thoughts yeah. um, but also I think Reva got stabbed like twice okay. and <laughs> that's a perfect segue yeah i can i i won't belabor this point i Mm -hmm. won't even talk i mean so what i'm saying i'm not going to say much about this the fact that darth vader didn't kill her basically ruined the entire show for me and oh when he was choking her and was like oh you know i told you why would he have let her live he he lets everybody i mean he 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 you know takes care of everybody else but he lets her live. Why? It's a plot device. We need her for the future. She's like, Oh, I put a tracker on the ship. It really didn't make any sense to me. And I was very disappointed. She said, I put a a tracker on the ship and he goes,
0: Oh, perhaps I underestimated you. Oh my gosh. Seriously. I mean,
1: he doesn't even think about, uh, I mean, we're really analyzing this way too much, but at the end of the day, that was just a plot device that just didn't make any sense and was really unfortunate. So i i I almost checked out i was pretty much checked out by that point yeah and you know what let me just say this too no star wars character ever finishes
0: the job when they finish a duel Uh, they leave them on the ground under a pile of rocks just uh on the ground they don't finish like obi-wan in the pit yeah they just they just leave (laughs) they just leave they're like yep you're you're gone you know and i can understand okay obi-wan leaving anakin this obviously their first encounter as enemies rather than friends and he left them for dead i mean anakin really didn't have much of a chance there so i can i can i can buy that in episode on Mustafar, yeah but oh my goodness it's just like aren't you gonna finish the job don't you not want them around anymore it's just everybody's coming back the grand inquisitor reva traveling all the way across tatooine to go to uh the Mo- luke's moisture farm and then um You know, it's just Obi-Wan getting left in the desert then left under that pile of rocks and then Obi-Wan leaving Darth Vader. In my opinion, I think it's, I know this couldn't have happened, but Obi-Wan leaving Darth Vader for a second time after realizing who he was, the whole thing was him coming to terms with him realizing who he truly was after knowing he was alive and all the things he had done. Could he have really just, it's just so interesting to me. They go on their monologue after the other person is down and then they just turn around and leave. It's, I think that happens too many times. And like you said, perhaps we're overanalyzing it, but I think that's because a lot of characters that we know don't
1: really act like what we know of them in the previous films per se. So let me just say this. I don't know why you are surprised by what you just described when <clears throat> have you ever noticed mm-hmm. that um, a one shot at a stormtrooper takes them out completely? So what exactly is that armor or that that uniform or that whatever they're wearing? They you know it, it's it, all you have to do is shoot at them once with a traditional laser gun and they're, they're down. But Obi-Wan's lightsaber bounces off of the armor. Ooh, right. So there are so many things here and I, you know, I, it, it saddens me on one level that anyone would listen to this and think, Oh my gosh, those guys are just so down on star Wars. We're not, we love star Wars. That's no. why this is our, re- this is our responsibility, Noah. Yeah. I mean, this whole our podcast was, founded on- <laughs> but yeah, um,
0: we'll go into some other gripes later, but, I do want to hear about the positive things. Uh, you said that you yeah. liked Leia. I thought her inclusion was interesting, unexpected, and I en- I enjoyed her um, sparingly for sure. But um, you didn't get her sparingly. She was the star of the show. Well, I'm saying the first two episodes, I was like, "That's fine, maybe a little bit peppered here and there," but I mean, she was just a main main character. Yeah. Um, but I also liked I also liked how. Obi-Wan couldn't immediately be connected to the Force originally, and it took him until the last episode to see Mm -hmm. Qui-Gon. That is until he did no Force training and then got stomped by Darth Vader and then came back three episodes later and absolutely destroyed Darth Vader. Um, But I I did enjoy... I I did enjoy sort of the adventure of uh, the series. I thought it introduced a lot of cool new locations and familiar ones from other pieces of media that you might have not consumed. Um, Like, I really enjoyed that Vader's castle on Mustafar was shown. Um, Uh And I really enjoyed uh, the underwater base that was in one of the recent Star Wars video games. So that was pretty cool. I liked, I thought some of the action was done pretty well. Um, Obi-Wan, especially when he drowns those troopers in the water, that was pretty cool. I thought that was well done. And, um, you know, that storm trooper getting sliced in half to the lasers. That was, that was just great. Um, and episode
1: three, you remember when they got stopped at that gate. So episode three is my favorite episode of the six episodes. And in fact, I had breakfast with Luke, your brother this morning, and we were, we were talking about this. I told him he needed to tune into this episode and, um, he said, well, episode three was my favorite episode. And I said, mine too. I thought that was the best because he and Leia were, you know, sort of um, on that truck. Mm -hmm. That guy had picked them up and was posing as someone. I mean, you knew that guy was going to turn on them. Right. Mm -hmm. But I just thought that that entire sequence or that entire episode sort of had the um, it developed the character relationship best I thought that was the most complete episode for oh, sure. Well, there we go. That's three of us. So that it's, it's official.
0: Yeah. It's, it's three almost, it's almost as if the major things that happened in the episode were on a macro level and, mm-hmm. or on a micro level, and they could have expanded that more into maybe four episodes or, or so, but you know, you got to see a flashback uh, or like a vision of Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader. I really appreciated that. We learned Obi-Wan had a brother. Uh, he partially remembered a brother, what his life was like before he joined the Jedi. Like there were some human moments, especially like with him and Leia interacting and him talking so fondly about Padme. There was so many things. And I love how, even though he knows of Anakin's betrayal, he still recognizes what was good in him. And he says, I see a lot of your mother in you and, you know, the tenacity that your father had in you. And I
1: thought that was Excellent. And I wanted more of that It was the best episode. I wanted more of that episode. And then we get episode four, five and six. And I have to tell you, Noah, on episode six, I fell asleep three times. I could not tell you how this series ends. Well, I, you, I you wanted to go back sleep. and watch that episode before we recorded this because um, I, I knew, uh, although I did complete it, it was such a struggle for me that, um, you know, yes. I didn't have time to go back and watch it before we started record Wait, you know why you fell asleep well it was too long they dragged <laughs> the it out.
0: entire episode was pitch black it was dark the entire time <laughs> oh my gosh I was uh my so a couple friends came over to watch the um finale with me and so we're watching it and for the entire last 30 minutes of the episode we're just saying can you see anything or you know something important's happening and we're like oh we would have loved that if we could see anything might as well, well just you know be what? listening to an audiobook
1: I, I had to watch it on my phone because I could not see anything on my, on the television. It's I, mean, I, I know you can change the settings and I, yeah. I tried that, but it didn't work. So I literally had to watch it on my phone and that's why I fell asleep. Because I, I
0: rewatched asleep. a couple of the fight scenes and uh-huh. major scenes on my laptop and turned the brightness all the way up, yeah. but it was still pretty darn dark. So, um, I don't really understand that. Um, but uh, let's, let's get into, uh, let's get into the things that we love most about the series. Um, Number one, I think that the confrontations between Obi-Wan and Vader were excellent, especially the second one. I really, really loved that. Um, it, it seemed like this one was kind of more so acrobatic lightsaber battles with a mix of kind of how Disney interprets them as well. But um, I appreciated, I really loved when Obi-Wan cut half of Vader's helmet off and you could it switched between James Earl Jones and Hayden Christensen's voice. Yeah. That was done so well. And it seemed like it was a point where they were saying goodbye to each other um, once more. And then, of course, he sees him again. And, uh, you know, I think Darth Vader has a line in episode four. uh, When we when we last saw each other, uh, you were the I was but a learner, but now I'm the master. So it's that plays into it pretty well. Um, so i appreciated that i mean the rocks that whole area was super cool and i thought overall vader was pretty powerful and the stuff that they were uh, the acrobatics they were using were pretty cool i also appreciate that they used the force a lot more in these fights you know yeah. it, they actually used the full range of their powers and i thought that was used pretty sparingly in um, some of the other uh, episodes of yeah. star wars so uh, what about you
1: Um, I think there was just, there were, there were a a number of things I liked. Uh, Again, I've talked about how much I liked the casting of Leia. I liked the relationship between Leia and Obi-Wan, because then you realized why when Leia is 17 in A New Hope, she comes calling for Obi-Wan because they had developed that relationship, which is the whole point of this entire series, right? Um, I, I also liked, and and you probably will disagree, but I, I liked the guy whose name I can't remember who was sort of a fake jedi who was posing as a jedi you ended up liking him i did end up liking him i thought okay i don't i don't know if i can trust him but i also know that um you know he's someone who is trying to help obi-wan and leia and and certainly they needed help at a certain time so yeah
0: i like that line where he says uh you can trust me blah 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 or he's like or maybe not i am still a
1: scoundrel right yeah i Uh thought it was it was uh yeah it was, there was a lot of self-awareness there and, and it sort of suggested to us, the viewer, what we were afraid of to begin with. So I, I want to know what you thought of, uh, there were two things. So those were the things I liked. Uh, yep. A couple things I want to just point out too real quickly. Um, I thought, what did you think of Qui-Gon Jin? I thought it was cool to see Liam Neeson again, um,
0: if ever so briefly. Uh, I thought if you were ever going to bring him back, 20 something years later in this series at the very end would have been the right time to do it. And I think that season two might go more alongside and uh, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon interacting perhaps. Um, So that sounds good to me, but um, I thought when Obi-Wan first saw him again, Qui-Gon kind of opened with a joke and I was like, all right, you know, but I thought the interaction was brief enough where it was meaningful and it was, Maybe not what I expected, but I just appreciated seeing him again.
1: I thought it was completely unnecessary. Why not? Um, uh, well, I just thought it was just so blatant, such blatant fan service. And here again, I'm the one who, I'm the poster child for, for fan service. Sure. But I just, I, I didn't really need, I mean, the only reason they put him in was because I think they knew they were going to thrill fans. And I'm a fan. And I was like, oh, good. I'm finally going to see Qui-Gon. Because I had read a lot about, uh, or do you think we're going to see Qui-Gon Jinn in, in, in Obi-Wan Kenobi? So I felt like they shoehorned him in so that, they, so that the answer could be yes. But was it really essential? No. The other thing I would just say is, I, I thought, uh, who's the actor that plays uh, Lars? Lars Joel Edgerton. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, yes, Uncle Owen. Jo- Joel Edgerton. Yeah. N- not a strong performance at all. It's so weird. Cause he's a great actor. I movie. know. I, yeah. I, there was nothing plausible about his performance. Um, I liked aunt Brew uh, and sort of her, I mean, she was clearly the leader in that whole effort. He just seemed to be unnecessarily wasted, but anyway, there were just a few things that I just thought eh, I, I would have liked to have seen him done a little bit differently, but overall, um, you know, I'm glad I'm grateful that we got this series. Mm. I, again, I don't think we need a We don't need a second season of Obi-Wan. We, we know the story now That's that's all we need. I'm good knowing that the next time I watch a new hope, I know what precipitated Leia reaching out to Obi-Wan mm-hmm. in her most desperate hour. That's good.
0: I'm yeah. Good. So, yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. I'm grateful. We got to see it. I, I also felt like this was the first time for me and you're going to laugh that, I really fully understood the Disneyfication of Star Wars. And why is that? Um, I don't know. There were just uh, Lola. Oh, the, uh, the Le- droid. Leia's yeah. droid. Um, I, I don't, there's just something about it that felt a little glossy and yeah. a little less authentic. And I, I'm going to just, uh, this will be the last thing I say. It was just too much fan service, yeah, I thought this was a product
0: that was made to be as widely consumable and enjoyable i guess on i I would say this this wasn't really too risky in my opinion i didn't feel like I feel like it was something that was supposed to not really divide Star Wars fans necessarily, something that was like safe. But I think it's done that. I think it has an 84% on Rotten Tomatoes and like right. a 63% audience score, which is very low. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there's so many things about the series that were ridiculous that we haven't uh, touched upon and we couldn't within this time frame. But um, one last one last thing I do want to talk about is yeah. what do you think of those flashbacks? I thought those were great, personally. The flashbacks and, were excellent, and I I didn't understand people's. Uh, whole deal with Anakin looking old like I thought they did about as good as they could have done with actors 20
1: years after that movie released I uh, was just going to say how many years has it been 20 plus so no I, I was completely fine with it I thought they were they were good they were strong they, I they thought were appropriate I exactly I thought they were very appropriate they added necessary context
0: to what ultimately led Obi-Wan to be able to overcome a stronger foe in Darth Vader because Anakin was so overtaken with the idea of being the winning warrior that that ultimately led to his downfall originally, but, you know, would cause him to slip up once again. So even if Obi-Wan didn't necessarily have the uh, pound for pound power, he is the master knew that it's not just about the fight and winning it's about how you use your resources around you and what it really means to be a jedi and a warrior for good so i appreciate that i thought those they were brief enough to where they weren't obtrusive we didn't have a whole episode of exposition flashbacks i thought that was done well sparingly and it was great to see both of
1: them sort of sparring again i like that a lot me too cool all right so That is our review of Obi Wan Kenobi. Noah, how many Z's are you giving the series? Um, two out and a half. Five. Two and a half out of five.
0: I. This is the series is no bigger. It's no better than a five to me in terms oh, of like a one to ten. Yeah, what we'd equate it to. So I'd give it
1: a two, two and a half, something okay. like that. I'm gonna give it three and a half. I. I liked it a lot. I just didn't like it enough, mm-hmm. and. Um, I appreciate that they delivered it to us Mm -hmm. and because Ewan McGregor is Obi-Wan Kenobi, I, I'm going to give it three and a half Z's. Okay. Fair
0: enough. Fair enough. I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad that you enjoyed it uh, more than I did. I, I didn't hate it by any means. I thought there was, it was just extremely polarizing. Some Mm -hmm. moments I just loved. I really, really appreciated. it. And it was so good to see characters back and maybe a couple new directions taken. But ultimately, I thought there were just too many ridiculous, baffling character actions, writing, sequences, editing, and overall cohesion of the story that sometimes it felt more like, I've said it before, just fan fiction um, than perhaps what george lucas's original vision would have been or what or should it have even happened in the first place well Uh, as
1: taika watiti has said the future of star wars has to be in other characters we can't keep returning to the same well and i think he's right and i think to some degree this is proof of that yes i think he's creating a next
0: movie Mm -hmm. and that will feature all original characters right so i think he's right i just hope it's better than rogue one okay yeah that's the only way the series will survive or have another term of longevity for the next generation it's by introducing new lovable characters that um i'd say the sequel trilogy did not necessarily become super successful with right all right okay cool so that is our review of the obi-wan kenobi series once again you can watch that on disney plus if you didn't know um so you're streaming now yes go watch it if you want to um
1: uh, those are our thoughts so let's move into our uh check it out section all right i've got a quick check it out here and this is a new podcast i discovered in the last um uh last week and it's called the daily and mm-hmm. it is a podcast that uh i think i'm not sure if it's a weekly reflection of sort of um what's going on in the film industry but uh there's a 30 minute episode this week on um, sort of what happened with Buzz Lightyear and, and the box office for that, for that uh, particular film, which I have not seen, mm-hmm. but it's an interesting take on um, why that film is not performing the way they thought it was. So The Daily, check it out. Interesting. Um, i'm between
0: two check it outs but i'll choose this one for this week because it's pretty easy so um there's you know we love horror movies maybe you don't like horror movies maybe you do but i think there's a trailer worth checking out just for one unique part alone that i haven't really um been as affected by in uh other trailers uh the movie's called smile it releases in september of this year and uh it's pretty bizarre uh it's got a lot of people talking it probably won't be a great movie but watch the trailer um it is not much scares us these days but this one is uh sufficiently jarring i will say so that movie is uh smile uh there's multiple trailers for it but um go and watch it on youtube or whatever and see if you want to watch the movie
1: okay
0: All right. Uh, We have less than a minute here. So thank you for listening to another episode of our podcast. Uh, Until next time, I'm Noah. I'm Greg. And this is Easy Talk.